pluck 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 growing out the pod with Kara Manuelli and Amanda Hunt. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Growing Out the Pod. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara. And today we have a very fun episode. We really do. Um, Before we get into that, do you have a hair story? Um, I'm figuring out my bangs. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring out how to like, Amanda gave the best advice last week, which I've tried to do with my bangs. So I separate them and, and, and then straighten them or heat them or blow dry them. And I find that my hair straight makes me feel better about my bangs when I straighten my hair. That's a, that's a real look. It, they look great. You Thank gotta, you. you gotta take a selfie. You gotta show the people. <laughs> they gotta know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep them. I, I'm, you know, they're going to grow out pretty fast because they are very long bangs, which is kind of what I wanted, but um, I, I'm working with them. I'm trying, um, but we'll see, but I'm happy with them now. They, not as they frustrated. look good. Thanks. Thank you. Your bangs look like banging right now. Thank you so, so much. Um, I'm, I need a haircut badly. I guess my hair story is this morning I was drying my hair. Thank you. And <laughs> I touched my hair and I was like, this is straw. Like it might look shiny, but it is it does. disgusting. It feels bad. And before it was straightened, it felt like like truly like hay or like, have you ever taken apart twine and been like, oh, all these like tiny little bristly <laughs> things, like it hurt, like it hurts. I could yeah. get splinters from my it's, hair. It's, it's exfoliating so in a bad way. Yeah. It's yeah. exfoliating itself. Like yeah. <laughs> it's really gross. And like, I just, I like, I'm thinking, let me check those numbies. Um, yeah. In the next couple of weeks, you know, if it's, if things are down, then I might get myself a little haircut. You can't, I mean, you wear a mask the whole time. Um, I got mine done outside, but I'm also in LA. So it's a lot easier to do it here and outside. Um, but yeah, the number, I don't know how New York's numbers are, but everywhere, apparently one in 20 people in the world have gotten vaccinated or in the United States have gotten vaccinated already. That's awesome. So it's looking really good. Um, I had, and then I, I had a whole statistic about like one, one in eight has or at least had their first shot in certain states. And so it's, it's good. It's looking good. That's so many more than I would have, than I would have thought. Yeah. And soon there'll be one more because I am getting vaccinated in a month. (gasps) I have my appointment. Yes. Good on you. Like, I don't want to brag, but I do have asthma and (laughs) If you like, just never forget, if you put in the work, I've had asthma for 35 years and it's paying off now. You're doing and it. that's like so cool, you yeah. know, like never give up, never give up. And those, that asthma just, you know, really paid off. I'm really proud of you, Amanda. Thank you. People said I would outgrow <laughs> it. And I showed them I'm still on daily medication and now I will be getting the vaccine. And then I was like, Wow, then you'll get the vaccine and you'll get to live exactly like you have before, but yep. you will know you're vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will know you're vaccinated and you won't get die from it. I won't get die. And that's like really important. I like I I feel like I'm like unraveling a little bit about the pandemic this week because I know so many people who are just traveling, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going here and then I'm going there. And it's so cool because we're working remotely, so you can work from anywhere. And it's like, guys you are maybe being carriers. Like yeah. just because you don't get sick doesn't mean you're not getting somebody else sick. Yep. 
until I think until probably, I think by the end of this year, I feel, I'll feel much better about that stuff. But like, I mean, I feel better maybe going to the restaurant because here in LA, they're now making uh, servers and waiters um, the next year. So people who are working in the industry can actually get it done. So I won't feel as bad if I want to have not, I have not yet, but if I could, if I would feel better going to a restaurant, had I known they opt to take the vaccine. That is, that's awesome. I wish yeah. that we had a governor who cared about any single person. <laughs> like people really sucked Cuomo's dick at the beginning of they this really whole did. thing. And like, I was like, I don't think so, man. I've asked a lot of D and I'm not doing this one. And then <laughs> turns out, and then he publishes his little book, which if he's doing so much for the pandemic, how does he have time to write a book? I think exactly. it's hard to write a book. Yeah. Um, I, no, I haven't written one. I won't be writing one. I'm too busy. And I'm not even governor of anywhere. I know. And didn't he do like a, didn't he hide numbers? Didn't he yeah. Do, now it's he come hide. out that he hid a bunch of, a bunch of numbers. And it's like, that's people's family. You know, like those were, those are people, even if they don't have any family, they're still people. They're still people. And they're like, they, it's, I, if this all ends with Cuomo getting out of office, I mean, we could have had fucking Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, I know. Cynthia Nixon in office, they wouldn't be making another sex in the city without Samantha. And that, like, that's a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, we're there, I think Newsom here is kind of not doing so hot with the numbers and or not people not really liking him. Which he didn't do that great of a job, not gonna lie, but I can also admit that <laughs> he's yeah. uh, not good. Um, so we're gonna vote him out, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. I hope I'm there. I hope I'm there by election time. Yeah, me too. You, please, you Even though, be. like, I want to vote Cuomo out. It's so hard because I want to do so many votes. <laughs> so much voting. Yeah. I have so much voting I want to do. Uh, <laughs> and I am drinking a Two Robbers Spiked <gasps> Seltzer this Ooh. evening. It's really good. It does give me heartburn, so I'm having it early in the Great. evening. Great. Burp that stuff up. I can't wait to hear the burps. Oh my you're, god! You're I'm editing. Gonna, I'm getting them. I'm getting them juicy. Yes, <laughs> nice and I'm juicy and tasty. Furries, I would never burp. That's a spurious accusation. <laughs> right. Um. This. I don't. Okay. So we watched the pilot episode of Jonathan Anton's Blowout, and I will say, this is the best show I've ever watched in my life. It is insane. And it takes place in 2004. So, you know, it's, it's very uh, high quality. Um, and the cut, the editing is rough. Um, the editing is rough, but the pacing is crazy. Like, yes, usually when you watch a reality show, like I don't watch the bachelor, but I understand the concept of the bachelor and similar to housewives. It's like, you're going to get like two or three interesting things happening. And then it's going to be a lot of people like eating a piece of bread um, looking at a Range Rover that they can't really afford, but they're looking at it for the show. And eventually yeah. they might go bankrupt since you're sort of following that real life drama. And that's interesting. But like this show was nonstop drama. Nonstop drama and like so 2000s. So 2000s in a way that I was like gagging in the fact that it wasn't a good gag necessarily. When no. it comes to- <laughs> when it I, comes- the screen my screen was shaped like a bootcut jean was that did that happen for yeah. you as well yes it was the low rise the low oh rise my God. Yeah. man man and woman every every gender wearing the lowest rise blue cut boot cut jean you've ever seen i'm just looking what 
what show did what um network did this air bravo 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 and yet bravo is high so we would i would like to recap this whole season i would die to do it oh yeah hard to find we've only found two episodes there's actually there's three now i saw the episode three goes through episode three on youtube so i couldn't we couldn't find it on prime we couldn't find on hulu and can't buy it so we might go with the next three the next two which would be kind of fun because i kind of want to know what happens I'm um, dying to know what happens. I got to see him at that fashion show. <laughs> I know. There's I'm, so I, much. Oh, I, oh, I have, I have so many I'm, notes. Okay. Let's just start. Okay. So, oh my God. In the intro, Jonathan Anton says his dream in life is to make beautiful women more beautiful. And I was like, is this guy gay? Like, I was like, this is so sure at first. Mm-hmm. At first, not sure, but. <laughs> all will be revealed yes Kate Bosworth is in in the um intro she's in like yeah is she in the teaser before the intro or is she she in might the- I didn't actually I didn't the, the episode I saw she I only saw her in the episode I didn't see her in the beginning I didn't see the she teaser and she was in the credits oh. either the credits or like a little the little like intro before Got it. okay and I was like what the fuck Kate Bosworth she's in blue crush I know that was hot back then. I think that was when it came out, right? Yeah, she's so she's so famous. Like you would never see somebody that famous just kind of like casually on a reality show. Yeah, casually on a reality show. That doesn't happen nowadays at all. Mm -mm. That's like what on The Bachelor every season, don't they have like some country singer and they're like, it's Blurp Clark, and everybody's like, ah, Blurp Clark, and like, and no one knows knows who they are. They and on Housewives, they had Kris Jenner said one line on the Beverly Hills season. And like, we all still talk about it. The fans were like, she's coming on. She's coming on as a friend of, oh my God, that was everything. Um, Like if somebody famous comes on a reality show now, it's so exciting. But Kay Bosworth just sort of in the- Showed up. Just getting bangs from Jonathan Anton. I have a theory, but we'll get to it later. Yes. Um, Well, first of all, what do you think about him? Like, and his, your first impression of Jonathan? Well, at first I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I was like, I mean, the best part about the show to me, oh, there's so many best parts, but the fashion, the giant collars. Oh, yeah. The, like, deep Vs. As we, at first, I was like, I like him. He's charismatic. I'm definitely attracted to him. Like, He's very he good looking. Me. He's got that jawline that is just could cut ice and those dimples, but he, and he, he's got a good, he, you know, he's got a good facialist because his face looks flawless, obviously yes. getting work done too, but like, it looks great. And the lighting on this show, if his skin didn't look good, we would know it. We, yeah. Cause it was two thousands and you could see any poor, every poor yeah. in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like they had like one light bulb hanging from a ceiling, even outside yes. the lighting was the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't say how much I liked it. I liked the show so much. I wish reality shows were still like this. So <laughs> then he's like, okay, so I've had the West Hollywood studio forever. And this is how he talks. His soft palette is on the floor. Yes. Yes. Very good. That sounds great. Thank you so much. I've really paid attention to it. Uh, so he's had the West Hollywood studio forever. That's his home. And that's his stylist's home. Yes. Everybody lives there. It's their home. He says it a lot of times. And then he's like, I'm moving to Rodeo Drive. I feel like I'm going to Paris. They feel like I'm going to the moon. Like his stylists are like beside themselves. And Kara, Rodeo Drive, how far is it from West Hollywood? Um, it's just down. It's not terribly far. It's like less than, it's like maybe a mile. 
if that, maybe a mile and a half. Like you could walk really it. Really not far. Um, because if you're on Santa Monica, West Hollywood, they're probably in, he's probably on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood or Melrose. It's not it's li- literally it's probably like two miles or three miles at the most, not that far. Wow. Um, so. but it's in you know in Paris, so or the moon if you're or one the of moon. the stylists, and we like immediately get this woman. Um who oh. wait, wait, first of all, can we talk about when you first hear him? He's in the mirror and a, the foggiest mirror ever, and you're trying to get a good look at his like sexy body, but that's too foggy. Too foggy. They can't, they don't get they don't have the the water droplets right. It's just too <laughs> hot, and the camera's like too hot, and so you can't see. He's like and trying to just- like He's trying to just move this fog off this off this the mirror and it just fails and it's just still foggy and so you can't see his face. It's horrible. <laughs> and you can't see what I'm very confident are enormous cum gutters. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like maybe he has like not a great body, but then just like very serious cum gutters. If I had to guess what his body looks like. Wait, what is the cum gutters? Um, that's like that that V. That oh, v. the V. Mm-hmm. Oh, gutters. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he said cutters. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Oh, well, that could still work. Make it still work. The, you know, cuts the cum either side. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of nicely down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. The mirror was just like epic. Because, you know, on The Bachelor, they do that. On The Bachelor, they always do those shots. And I mean, they have that down um, where there's no, I don't think they take a shower at all. I think they use cold water and then they go to the shower. He actually was using hot water and then just could not get the fuck off the mirror. They, they didn't have the technology in no. 2004 to show a body in steam. <laughs> steam was too much. Steam was <laughs> too, too much, much. Too much steam. A steam guy got fired that day and that is yeah. actually really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And while he's doing that, he says, um, this might sound stupid, but as a child, I had bad hair and I, lost my mind that's the moment when I said is this the best show I've ever seen in my entire life like no he didn't like that's that's like made up yeah right I mean he might have had... I had bad hair shut the fuck up you probably didn't I'm, I'm sure he didn't and I'm sure it was just probably didn't have the right coloring or something but he ever or, or the right styling but he probably figured it out pretty quick if he knew he had bad hair because you... also he probably had one bad haircut yeah oh yeah and, uh, but in his life mission, he was going to change everybody else to make prettier women prettier, pretty women prettier. Yeah, and like, if you're beautiful, you're going to get more beautiful. If you're uggo, you're not on this show. No, absolutely not. You cannot be uggo on that show. You can't even be uggo and go into that studio. I was going to say, I would like to like get on a pretty strict beauty regimen for the next six months. So I can go get my hair cut by Jonathan. Anton. It's still there. I looked at his, his Instagram is still working. I actually the last post he posted was from two, from June 1st of 2020, um, 2020. And he, it's, I think it's still open and his website was still, is still working. So but both again, West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. The only website I saw was Beverly Hills. I don't know if it's still in West Hollywood. Wow. Again, but everyone, every hair place had an issue during pandemic, it was hard for all of them to stay afloat because they're all indoors and, you know, you can only have so many clients in one room at this point. So that West Hollywood studio was home. I know. I don't, I mean, it might be there. It still might be there. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look it up. Didn't do my research fully. I just looked at his Instagram. I tried to find a lot of styles on Instagram too. And I couldn't find any of them. There's one stylist. I would like to know if he's still alive, but we will get get to to that. Yeah. Um, wow. I, oh God, I, when he was like, as a child, I, it might sound funny, but as a child, I had bad hair. I just was like, he's, 
the my favorite part about Jonathan is like he jokes like a handsome rich person jokes. Oh, where yeah. it's like he just says something in a cadence that's like, and this is a joke. And like people <laughs> around him laugh because they all like desperately want his approval. Like I feel like if you meet him, he must be like so charismatic. He must be. I mean, he's good looking and I'm sure he's used that to, adv- I mean, he says it in some of those things like, oh, there's a good looking person. I'm going to win. I'm going to good looking woman. Oh, I'll get my way into, into this, getting a permit for my working, my, my play, my construction working permit. That was the most psycho moment. That was so fucking cra- I, okay. We'll get to that. Yeah, I, oh, there's so much to say. Um, so ever, all of his stylists are dying to go to Beverly Hills, be invited. And I think it's because they want to be close to him. Of course. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. And then but- like we immediately see if you're old, you're not valued on the show. There's like a slightly older stylist. She's probably like 41. And she does, she says, you have to come back. I swear to God, if you don't come back here, yeah. I'll lose my mind. Yep. And I, I sh- they fucked like 10 years ago. Oh, I'm sure they did. And now they're, they're, they're done. Yeah. No. The, the mystery is immediately solved that he's straight because he starts objectifying women like well you know what he says um when he when um when he goes to look at his because basically the whole premise of the show is him opening up a new studio in beverly hills because he has no studio now he's opening new studio in beverly hills on rodeo drive and he finds his place so we go with him to see the place it's completely a hole in the wall right now next to like neiman marcus or whatever so really not oh a hole in the wall. he shows all the places he's uh, next oh louis vuitton's my neighbor now wild it's like okay. i loved it it I was mean, great no, it was great. But what he said was like, what made, what sealed the deal for me that he wasn't gay was I want chicks bouncing off the walls. Bouncing. I wrote that down too. I want an awesome receptionist was, and chicks bouncing <laughs> off the walls like, in here. What do you mean? What, what does that mean? Bouncing off the walls in a, in a, in a salon? Like how do you bounce off the walls when you're getting your haircut? That would be horrible haircut. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to tell him what to do because I know he's a master of his craft, but people should sit still. When yes. Yes. <laughs> pouncing out. I was like, oh God, he's one of them. He is. He's he the is king of them. So gr- like just like I have I have here uh what is it? Uh egadushical. Ego dushical. Oh, egotistical. Egadushical. He's he's got real Brett Michaels energy. Yes. In Rock of Love. And it's like Brett just has the house of women who are trying to win his heart, but Jonathan seems to step out into the world and everybody wants to like you know be his rock of love yeah yeah and I mean he, he I think he kind of wins like you know he's douchey but like I think he does it as like a it's like oh I'm on tv I gotta be this like funny make fem, uh, you know anti-feminist comments and like be really gross and great because back then in the 2000s that's how men were um were more obvious to do it and, like it wasn't looked upon as like ew back then which unfortunately is how it was I mean, has it changed? I don't know. They wouldn't air that. He, I don't think anyone would air that yeah, nowadays. Right. That would not be on TV now, air days, nowadays. And no one would watch it if it was like that nowadays. I'm and sure. And he is a judge on Sheer Genius, another hairstyle. It's like a hairstyling competition Ooh, show. And so we, we, in theory, could see how he evolves. Yes. You know, like, is he still like... Um, uh, like, uh, is he still like trying to fuck everybody? I don't think so. I, <laughs> I mean, think I saw a picture of him recently. He looks like a great little salt and pepper with a little bit of a salt and pepper beard. He looks good. He's I bet have... he's aging very gracefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
he's an aesthetician, you know, like he, Mm -hmm. I think he has like, I think he's smart in that way of like, how can I look my best self? Like later he's driving this, I left out loud. He's driving and he goes, I like to have like a different look, like a couple days a week, you know, like yeah. today I'm like full Saint-Tropez and he gestures down to his outfit. He's wearing the most normal khakis I've ever seen, a white t-shirt and a blue blazer. And then he goes, eh, forget about it. And I was like, what? Does any of this have to do with <laughs> Oh, God, they were so uncultured. It just, it didn't, none of it made any sense. And I, like, I just, it made me long for the days when people didn't know what they were getting into with a reality right. show. Because mm-hmm. now, maybe a man, I don't know. I'd love to, I, I just, I just wish we could capture that 2004 energy again. It's very palpable. Like you watch it and you're like, oh God, I feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm in high school again watching this. Like it feels so like the styles and like just the way they look and the, and the camera and the quality of the film is just so, you know, back then. And the way they joke, like the yeah. way that they, that like, it's just like, yeah, obviously everybody wants to fuck Jonathan and Jonathan wants to fuck everybody. And like, they just joke about that as though like everybody's not employees and employers. And I, I mean, First we have, we meet, like, I think the show also does a really good job of setting up the ensemble and like the conflicts we're going to get. Like we meet his assistant, Kimberly, and you do think like, oh, she's, he says, Kimberly is my assistant. So I assume Kimberly is going to be great because Jonathan is type A, Mm -hmm. like he is type A for Anton. Um, And Kimberly sucks. Like she's, he says you have to hire new you have to find your replacement so you can become a stylist. Let me tell you, I would not want Kimberly cutting my hair. She forgets a notebook. She, I didn't write down any of the other things, but she ordered the wrong her. sink later. We'll find out. She orders the wrong sink that has nothing to do with, that's not what he wanted. Um, but she, I mean. He wanted white sinks mm-hmm. and she ordered black. Black in the wrong shape. In the wrong shape. Kimberly, what the fuck? I mean, it's, but well, the way he talks about it to her is kind of like, Oh God, that douchey, it just has that douchey tone to it too. Like, you know, I can't have, you're not good enough if you don't get a replacement and then I'm not going to train you. Do you are you going to go somewhere else? Like, are you going to go somewhere else? I didn't think so. So fine. You're like, it's very kind of like, not the best light and kind of condescending. Um, no. And, you know, so and then he talks about, that's how he talks to women. You can tell. I just feels, it feels a little like if, if he's not going to fuck you, he's going to talk like that to you. And he still probably will fuck Kimberly. Like, I'm sure I, like, he let's has. not take that off the table. <laughs> no, no. The, there's a vibe of this show that's like in LA, we fuck. Like, it just yeah. is like me and my tan Mercedes. I call it the fuck mobile. <laughs> exactly. Him and his flip phone with the antenna also. Like, oh my God, so that flip phone. He had that flip phone out all the time, just like, you need to yeah, get like down that. here. Like, we find out first they've only given a month to remodel the salon before they host the opening night party with in style magazine. It's and ridiculously. I don't believe, I, I, I think that was a little, probably obviously not. I think that was written. I don't think that actually was the case. Cause there's no way you could flip a non-existent and he didn't have a permits. He didn't have any permits to do any construction. He bought the place like, cool, let's get going. And then like, the, and then the, <laughs> the general construction guy was like, Oh, we need permits to like build. And it, they, they hired his friend of the family, Mark. Yeah, and Mark. Mark is just in there slinging hammers around. And Jonathan is like, 
I mean, we'll see if Mark can handle the job. And it's like, you, I, I was like, is this whole season going to be about building the salon? And the answer is no. Mm-mm. It's just this episode. It's the show is so rich. It's so full of like, it's so full of things. They've been friends for 20 years. Yes. It's, it's amazing. And you'll see what later on you find out what happens with him, mm-hmm. but like they, he demos guys like, we need to go get you your permit. And in LA to get a permit doesn't take a day. Let me tell you in LA, it takes three months to get a permit. Like, and it was $1,700, I guess maybe because he, since he had the property, but I still don't understand like getting a permit here to build anything is ridiculously hard. It is ridiculously wow. hard. So I don't It's easier that. to get into Tao. It is. They get a permit. <laughs> I stand there. Um, <laughs> I was impressed with myself. But like, but, I was like, that's, but that's where he gets gross. They drive to the permit shop yeah. and he's like, this is the girl you said was hot, right? And Mark is like, huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was Mark or a different sandy haired gentleman. There's a lot of, there's a lot there's of a lot like of... sandy haired men just yeah. like working on this property. And like, he's like, oh, that's why I always keep this. And he flips down oh his rear view mirror. And I don't know if that's a goddess I should be familiar with. It's like a purple. I think it's, it's like a, it's like a Buddha. Mirror. It's like a Buddha-esque thing. Because he had them in his office too. And I was like, is this a blowout thing? Or is this like a religious thing that he's taken and he strokes the picture when he's gonna flirt with somebody? Like, God forbid. And so, and then he goes, and if that doesn't work, and then he flips up the little mirror on his, on his sun visor and looks at himself in the mirror and goes, ha, 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 ha. I use this. And he's talking about his own face. His own face. How he's like this gorgeous God. I mean, Uh, American psycho. I was in, I was into it. I was like, I would, I, I, I would, I'm sorry. I would. I hate myself, but I would. I mean, he's good looking. I mean, and they probably, and he's good with hair. So, and what he's he dead inside. So, oh, yeah, that's well, all going well. Well, then you then you get to the interviews where he's like, he get he selects his his people from his West Hollywood, um, his stylist that he already knows from his West Hollywood location, and, and he brings he, them into his office like one by one. And it's like, I would think I was getting fired. One girl even asks, like, am, yeah, I, getting am I getting fired? fired? And he says, no you're going to Beverly Hills. And it's like, it's like the American Idol. You are going to Beverly Hills. Oh my God. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't <laughs> believe it. They can't believe they can't. are going two miles away to Rodeo Drive. <laughs> oh my God. They don't have to move. They don't have to move. They still have the same traffic. Like it's not even going to be that different. Well, um, we don't know. Maybe they were living in WeHo. Oh, true. Maybe they could walk there, but it's only like, but also parking desks like in Beverly Hills. I don't know. You have to pay for like monthly parking. I, when I worked at Equinox uh, for 10 seconds, I had to pay for my own parking, came out of my paycheck. And also the paycheck was already small because they don't pay their massage therapists very well. Sorry, Equinox, we can take this out. Um, I, we can leave it in if you want. Fuck Equinox. Aren't um, they owned by a Trump supporter? Yes, they are. Um, not like, this is, I on the record, we would not like to partner. <laughs> they made me pay for my own parking, which was a monthly fee that came out of my my small meagerly pay. Um um, and you, yeah, anyway, so there's just no parking in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and um, it's funny to like, cause I know that area cause I worked there for a while in Beverly Hills. I lived very close to it when I first went to LA and it looked like, I love their exterior shots. They have the, like the stock footage they used as the opening. And then they inserted the same footage throughout the show, which is like, 
we just saw that the grant, the grant, the opening credits, like this woman walking down the street and like tr almost tripping. Like we've seen this like seven times already and they show it again and again and again. And I'm like, the oh, budget for is. this show was $4. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And we like another time where I was like, okay, just so you guys know, he is straight. He is driving in his Mercedes and you see him, he's driving to his therapist. Cause you got to talk to the quack if you got mm -hmm. head problems and he's missed his last five appointments. And it's like, that okay they you should be fired by your therapist yeah but yeah. he's getting charged i don't know he's probably getting charged they're probably getting charged he said and it's probably really good really probably really expensive so i mean if if people keep missing my my appointments and i'm still getting paid i'm like cool yeah you didn't have to hear about <laughs> like, anything like the drama of of opening beverly hills right right yep and as he's driving to his therapist he's like oh she's hot good yeah. hair too good hair and then like whenever he sees a dude he like a little bit wants to fight them like he'll be like that guy's going kind of fast what's up guy what's up i know you're like and dude <laughs> dude calm down calm down calm down this is it's okay well but remember when he oh go ahead sorry it's just like it feels like la is his town yes. like he feels very like don't drive fast in my town yeah well it's funny when he does the interview with the with the blonde lady, Nicole, like his first, this is the first interview he has at some diner, a diner-esque feel in Beverly Hills. And so this woman comes and she's this blonde, beautiful girl wearing low rise jeans, kind of looks like a little older version of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Simpson, like wearing that kind of like low rise attire, big boobs. And it was the most uncomfortable interview I've ever watched because it had nothing to do with hair. It had like 10 seconds to do with hair. He was like, do you cut hair? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, great. I got to get you in. Anyway, let's talk about like, I don't know, whatever else. Dating, fucking, do you 69? Do you do butt stuff? What's up? <laughs> yes, basically. It was so inappropriate. And then I did write down, and I'd love to know, does everyone in LA kiss after the interview? I know. And they walked, yeah, he kissed her, walked around, touched her back in that like really creepy way that I hate men touching your back front, the lower back for. And I guess that was, um, that's the first interview we see. That's the first professional yeah. interaction we see with somebody who doesn't already work under his umbrella. And then, and then we call Brandon. I Brandon. Yep. Who this is so fucking staged. I'm so sorry because the um, way they shoot it is pretty like unreal and like unsurprising. I wrote down Brandon answers the phone and he's cutting hair in the warehouse from knives out where uh, <laughs> yes yes like brandon like they've like hidden a bunch of dead bodies so that brandon can cut hair in this place he's cutting this woman's hair and it's like god bless this woman i hope she knows brandon i'm glad that this camera crew's here yeah right safety and then he like hit, and jonathan's like brandon <laughs> please please go for it i'm opening beverly hills come see me and Brandon's like, yeah, 30 to 45 minutes. He's like, 25 to 30 would be better. And so Brandon hangs up the phone and says to his client, who is in theory in the salon where he's working now, my stock just went up. Yeah. And it's weird because also I find it weird that Jonathan's like, no, I want to come here sooner because I, I, I know that I, you have no ability to, I mean, it's, it's freaking LA. There's no way you can get anywhere within not 45 minutes, like at all. So I found that to be like really fake and like, just like, 
okay, they're setting us up for him to be late. Mm-hmm. We knew the, he would be late. He would be oh like, my God. Riding on his motorcycle, like lazy fare and no one cares. And then Jonathan's like, oh, where is he? He was supposed to be here 20 minutes ago because he wanted to be there in 20 minutes, but he said 45. So like he was in the middle of cutting somebody's hair. Like, what do you mean? And he still had to murder that woman and hide her yes. body before he came. Yeah. He was very busy. Um, Brandon comes and sits down and is like, he's like, I wrote down, is does Brandon have a substance issue? Mm-hmm. Oh, and really? I had to pick that up. I mean, there was a lot of like, bugging of eyes and a lot of like nervous okay. energy but then also probably Jonathan has threatened to fight him before as we've seen him do with just random men yeah so like he, Jonathan also is like last time I interviewed you you completely disappeared that's true so, he didn't come back he didn't he did, did like the second interview I guess he didn't come back he said he got too nervous but if somebody disappears between the first interview and the second interview and then they're your first call <laughs> you probably making a reality show baby yeah. yep Oh yeah. Or maybe they were setting that up to make it seem like he was going to be flaky because that first time you didn't show up, but like, but they need to establish, they need to establish his character without going back and like taping everything. They kind of need to establish something that he's, oh, he's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon. He wears tank tops to cut hair, which he has tattoos all over his arms. Mm -hmm. He's got ink and Jonathan has ink too, but in Beverly Hills, he covers it up. I mean, that's so not a thing anymore, but which is really fun to see that ink to people and like nose rings. And like when I first moved to LA, I was supposed to take my nose ring out every time I worked at a, at a restaurant until I was like, I'm not doing that. And, they, and then it just kind of became accepted and no one cares anymore. No one looks at you weird because you have a nose ring. So always stand up for yourself because you might be the first one to say, no, I will wear this nose ring. And now everyone in LA can wear it. Now everyone, now because of me, I did that. Yeah. You're welcome, LA. You're welcome, LA. Um, but like the way he was like, like I got what he was and then he says he's like you know just like do the dress code for a little while and then man anything could happen it's just everything is so like strangely yeah like like, masculine and like like sexual and like I'm warned up from being alone and even I was like dude you gotta chill like it's too much it's too weird it's too weird well because then then after the words he's like okay you need to get I need to see you do two haircuts because I want to make sure you're good. And for some reason, Brandon's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then he leaves. And then literally in the front door of the, of the Jonathan's West Hollywood place where he just had the interview, he's talking shit about having to cut two people's hair. Literally not even, the doors have not even closed. The doors have not closed. <laughs> and the camera does a close up of his crotch while he's talking. Like, it's not just it's like. so weird. Yes, it's his, it's his crotch and his Yep. Oh, God. yeah. What is that shot? It's literally an upshot of his belt buckle and dick. Like, I don't and understand. It's, it's a long shot. It's not a pan. It's no. like you're there for like 20 seconds just hanging out. And I was like, are we supposed to see the skull? Yeah. Like, what are we? What are we supposed to see? Is he here? a bad boy because he's got a cool belt buckle and like a busy thing? Like a big, is he, is it, are they like, like showing like his big dick? Like he talks with his dick basically. And that's what they showed his but dick. They, but his dick doesn't look big in those. I don't know his dick size, but I, I had no, but he was talking but he was talking as if he had a big dick and they were just so, even though he was probably talking because he has a small dick, maybe that's what it was. People have that like small man syndrome. I just, bravo cameraman, if you're <laughs> out there, if you're a furry or camera woman or camera person, please tell us why you shot it that way. If we ever get to interview somebody who worked on the show, it, 
I will be so happy. You know, there's oh, more yeah. than one season. Oh, really? It was canceled in 2006. So oh, wow, we were so in college. We were babies. We didn't know that we should be watching this. We didn't know we should quit college so we could watch this show <laughs> we didn't know. all the time. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Okay. And so then Brandon leaves and Jonathan shakes his head like, oh, what am I getting myself into? And it's like, you don't have to hire him. Like no. they, they've set these stakes wrong. Like, cause they don't show that he's so good at hair that Jonathan has to hire no. him. Jonathan's just like this freaking scamp. But then Jonathan projects on him and is like, he kind of reminds me of a younger me. I want to give him a chance. And they are both white men. And that is how it all works. That's how it works. Yep. White men with dicks. They just yeah. want to fuck. They just want to fuck. <laughs> and they want to like, I don't know. They want to help each other. So then um, Jonathan is mad because Mark has like not done a good job. He's, He's the, like, Mark is a general contractor who and the friend family. Yeah. And Jonathan's dad comes into his office. And I was like, we're seeing Jonathan's dad like so early in this. We're going to, this pilot gives you everything. Yes. And Jonathan's dad's like, fire Mark. He's a good guy. And Jonathan's like, I got a guy who's like King Kong. He's going to come in here. It's just like he's when you meet the new contractor, he's so normal. He doesn't but seem he seems normal. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the weirdest thing is, is when when we see the interview of or the the exchange of him firing the uh, his friend Mark, Mark's like, yeah, it's hard to think. I didn't think I could do it because with not a license and without insurance, I couldn't do it. And I was like, excuse me, you didn't have a license or insurance, and you're like, I was like, of course, fire this dude. But like, this guy's admitting it. I was like, this is classic oh my classic mark classic (laughs) like mark shenanigans like he mark mark immediately is like you're right jonathan i'm sorry every person on the show like i feel like he might be like a charmed demon you know like when he touches you and you're immediately like you're right jonathan i'm sorry i you're right i should just jump off a cliff i'm sorry i'm and then he's like and then jonathan fires him and then says we're good don't yeah. worry, we're good. We're friends. We've been friends for 20 years. We got them. We're friends. It's good. And you the guy's fired like, him. Yeah. So then they shake hands and like do a high five in slow motion. Like it's like, what the fuck is this? It's so aggressive because it's like, we're never going to see Mark again. It was like, we have. Why was that in there? Like, that was not a really, it wasn't a good plot device. Like, I was like, I guess it's showing how all the hiccups in the construction are going, but it was kind of a weird scene to, to, to fire him. Like, I would have just you said You see, it. Jonathan is nice, but like, what he's actually doing isn't nice. He fires yeah. him and then is like, and we're fine, don't worry. And then is like, get out of here, man, you're free. Yeah, like, get the fuck out. And then he helps, yeah, opens the door they, for him. Yeah, so oh, can I get this for you? I was just like, maybe this is their friendship. Jonathan is a strange man. Yeah, um, I don't think he knows how to handle men. Like, I don't think he knows how to talk with, like, straight men that are, like, not, he's not competition. But, like, Mark wasn't a competition for him. Even though Mark was actually pretty good looking, I would say. There's not a man on the show I wouldn't get down with, including right. Jonathan's dad. No question. <laughs> um, so many free haircuts. I think you're right. He also doesn't know how to talk to men who aren't like wearing like just a little mascara. Yeah. Like he just doesn't know how to talk to like, like non LA style men. Right. Right. Just like regular men who live in LA. He can't talk to them. Um, He fires Mark. And then, and then we go back to the same diner. 
where yes. no one else is eating at all. We've never seen another person or a person who works there. Just Jonathan and his ladies are meeting here. And we learned that InStyle is co-hosting the opening night party. And if any, and there will be stanchions. The woman who, the editor-in-chief of InStyle, I think, was like, if the paparazzi comes, they come. As though, like, she's not going to be calling and begging the paparazzi to come. Right. Yeah. She's like, I don't know if I believe, I don't want to have a bad name. Like, I don't trust this is happening. I think, again, this is a big setup for what's happening. Cause she's like, I gotta, she's gotta be like, I can't, I can't, I don't know if this is going to happen. Like, are you going to open in time in 20 days or whatever, which doesn't make any sense. Cause it's impossible for it to open, but like, you know, in this reality world, maybe, but uh, yeah, that was again, the same diner. I think it was the same day. I think they just kept the cameras and like all the lights in the, in the same diner of, as the date. And they just were like, okay, you're going to be here at 12. And then this guy's gonna be here. And then she's from InStyle is going to be here at three. We're gonna I feel like they off. shot it like, like, eight o'clock and nine o'clock. Like I yeah. don't like they were all everybody met for lunch. I don't think any of that was lunchtime. It oh, was no. a blazing day. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the sun had just risen into the windows. The diner was like, you got to be out before the lunch rush. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they only rented the morning. They couldn't afford the whole restaurant. It's Beverly Hills. You can't, you can't rent at a restaurant like that. <laughs> no. What are you Lisa Vanderpump? Get out of here. <laughs> I did keep thinking every place I saw might be, sir. Oh yeah. No, there wasn't a veil around then. I know, but like that it could be could have been a oh, place where like is that where Sir is going to be? Oh yeah. And the answer is like I don't think so because I think Sir is in West Hollywood. I don't think Sir is in Beverly Hills. I actually don't know. I, I don't keep up with the banner pumps. Well, um, I went to Sir and you did. that's not that's not for today. I went by myself in LA and I you did. I want to go back. I want to do a girls' trip to LA just to do Bravo landmarks. I'm happy to be there. I'll be the tour guide or just tag along because by then yeah. I'll be able to drink and I'll be, that'll be great. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. We're going to like, we're going to do it up nice. After the pandemic, we're tasting the goat cheese balls at Sir. Um, oh, yes. What <laughs> now? They're apparently good. I don't know. TBD, given my experience at Sir. <laughs> so then we talked about him going to therapy. Um, and white and black bowls, white and black bowls. He's like, Kimberly ordered what? I ordered white bowls. I ordered white bowls. Like he just keeps saying, I don't think the decorator has fallen under his spell. Like Mm -mm. she's like, okay, well, I'll see. Like, no, we don't. We can't do that. No. Oh, oops. Oh, oops. It's oh no. I'm sorry. No. Like it's just so. It's like okay. Either you're trying to like be real and you just aren't an actress, or like, or you're just trying to play this up for the camera because it needs to be dramatic. Yeah. Either way, shot in a crazy way where you just sort of see like the top slice, like a diagonal slice of her face and Jonathan's whole angry body like yeah. vibrating. <laughs> Because the wrong bowls, that's what they call um, sinks. Sinks, sinks to wash your hair, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bowl. Um, so then, meanwhile, a pipe was put under the floor. And, like, I don't know enough about contracting to know if, like, it's a pretty normal place for a pipe to be or not. But somebody has hit it. And mm-hmm. it's flooding the salon. And Jonathan comes in and he says, I'm dizzy, man. And I'm a dude. I don't pass out unless you hit me with a baseball bat. Oh my God. I'm just like, we get it. You're straight. I like, I, I've, I was so exhausted for those contractors who were like, 
They're like, this isn't going to okay. be, this is impossible. Two weeks, a water pipe blew. And I'm like, oh yeah, in two weeks, it open. It's like, and the guy's like, this isn't going to happen. Sorry, bud. It's not going to happen. And they have to deal with this man, like performing toxic masculinity all around them. Like they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, guy. I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, oh, my dick is not even hard from this. Like, <laughs> it's just like. So oh, aggressively masculine. So like, I'm, aggressive. I'm gonna put on my lowest rise jeans. <laughs> oh, so I, well, then it, but then he shows his wad of cash when he's like paying in hundreds and like counting to 20, 25 or something. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Throwing hundreds on the table because he's like, all right, guy, I'm out of here. You do your business. And he goes, I need something from you. Money. And mm-hmm. then he just starts throwing hundreds on like, the like folding table. I don't know how much he caught. I don't know if he called counted to 20 or 200 because it was, a, they were hundred dollar bills, right? A bunch yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. He counted and to a pretty high number. He counted high. So high that we can't remember the number. Yeah. But I was like, why do they need cash? Give me your card. So either bribes or just for fake. Well, also probably- back then they didn't have credit card machines um, for like, they didn't have like, you know, square or anything you can plug in your phone. So like, and that, of course, it wasn't a, a place. So, like, they couldn't, unless they wanted to do the little, like, um, ink thing where you smash the credit card against, like, the carbon paper. But I think he's like, cash, prefer cash, always cash. You're right. You're right. I didn't think about it, but flip phones, it was so hard to find square for flip there was phones. No then. <laughs> there was no Venmo. There was no Venmo. So, okay. So, Jonathan's a dude. He doesn't pass out unless you hit him in this. Hit me with a baseball bat. I. <laughs> laughed so hard um so then he start like he's starting to like recruit his other stylist he calls jason who is in um he's in new york when he yeah. calls him walking through Times square running errands and i'm doing the biggest quotes in the world in 2004 what the fuck errand were you running in Times square like now there's an old navy there so i could see judging by jason i could see jason being in Times square now but back then it was like, are you going to the M&M store or the Hershey store? What the fuck are you doing in Times Square running an errand? No. I, and of course it was perfectly timed where he calls when he's in the it's snowing. Mm-hmm. And like, I think they just wanted to get a shot of him in New York. So they're like, okay, we're just going to float out of New York, New York. Are you going to be in New York for a little bit? Okay. Just, we're going to pretend like we're going to shoot this. Go somewhere where we know where you're in New York. <laughs> so what, you, I'm it was, it was almost like and I know they don't have the technology for this but it was almost like you know that scene in the office when Michael Scott is like Times Square center of the universe it's almost like they just put Jason in a green screen and just played that scene behind him yes yes it's like very Times Square New York here's where we are and he also calls Jason J-Lo which we just breeze past in the show. Like so much that. happens that we just breeze past. J-Lo. I, I noticed, I was like, oh, J-Lo. I guess J-Lo was big back then in 2004. She had- I'm just big now, but J-Lo is like a weird nickname for a person who's not I'm not even close. I know. But I don't think she was. Was she J-Lo back then? Yeah, she was J-Lo. She was? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And we just, yeah, blue. And he seemed like, well, we'll see. Like- you know, I have options. And I was like, good on you for like, not like giving into this guy. I mean, like, yes, I'll come to Beverly Hills. Yeah. He was not playing his game. And when he walks up to see Jonathan in Beverly Hills, he is wearing a shirt that is unbuttoned at the top and unbuttoned at the bottom and wearing like one of those like necklaces that has like a, 
Um, they're the necklaces that Sean on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wears now. They were very in then. And I was like, Jason is the only homosexual on this haircutting show. We know that we know of, I think, right? We don't, we haven't, because we, I mean, I'm assuming all over the place and you shouldn't assume people's sexualities, but the way that Jason alphas Jonathan, I was like, well, I'm so attracted to Jason. And I bet Jonathan is so attracted to Jason. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, wow. Because he comes, because then they have this audition, basically. It's kind of like- they, they have it's they, like American Idol. It's American Idol. So they're all in line. They have name tags and numbers. And, you know, they kind of show, they have a model that they're going to cut. And Jonathan invites him up to his West Hollywood studio. And they all have like, you have seven seconds to tell me what you're going to do to this person's hair. And then you're going to separate the hair. And then you're going to do the first cut. And if you're shaking, you're out. And like, it's not like new people. It's like, we see Brandon again. We see Nicole mm-hmm. again. We see other like miscellaneous stylists. Some are very confident. One is very tall. And Jonathan says on camera, this is another thing that would never happen today. He's yeah. like, I cannot hire somebody that much taller than me. Yeah. I can't, I which, can't do it. I can't which, do it. Which is like such disgusting male, like egotistical, like small man syndrome. It is He not, says that even. He says is like, so I don't gross. have small man like, syndrome I'm, enough. Okay. So he's like talking to all the stylists. There's this one stylist who has purple hair and she's like, I'm not that worried. The best, all the best stylists work in Beverly Hills. And I was like, she has confidence. Jonathan mm-hmm. will never try to fuck her, but I knew she would get hired. Oh yeah. Right away. And she was so like, I got this. And she had cool pink hair back in 2004. She, um, which she was, was cool. So in, yeah. So in right now. I don't wonder how she did that, but like it was so, it, but she looked, she looked like she was ahead of her time. So she yeah. knew what she was doing. Everyone else looks like a Bratz doll extra. And she looked like she stepped out of 2021. Yeah. But like, she didn't have to wear a mask because there was no pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really thought of that when he like, there's a shot of him looking at the camera being like, this is gonna be, I'm going to make so much money doing this. And I go, and in my head, I was like, you have no idea what's going to happen in 20 years. I literally thought that. I thought about the pandemic, like, oh, everything's going to change for you, hon. <sighs> Man. This- Aren't we all so glad we didn't know then what we know now? Yes. We could yes. not have done it. There's another guy who is 100% a plant, not a hairstylist who cuts his own hair. Oh, He's yeah. Like, I didn't understand I'm going to cut my own hair. He just buzzed his hair. He just wanted to be, like, interesting on camera. I or, think. or did his model not show up or something? maybe but he was not he was like crazy about it he was just buzzing his hair it wasn't like he gave himself a good haircut it was like he like he was just like buzzing it and being weird and then I felt like do you remember the reality show Joe Millionaire where, yes or, or it was the one where he pretended to be um millionaire, millionaire. yeah mm-hmm. I That's think a, which is kind of a horrible premise to be honest that sucks. That kind of thing sucks. But that kind of like reality show, like hashtag prank style was yeah. like very big back then. Yeah. I feel like he's, he was like of that ilk. Like they were like, yeah. I guess we need like a random guy. Can we get a random guy in here? And that guy was like very random. So good job, I guess. And then Jonathan is like, I'm going to separate them into two groups. And this whole time he's talking to Jen, his manager, who is painfully in love with him on camera yes she well she's she's already the one guaranteed to go over to beverly hills and she's got this beautiful pixie cut with like purple hair it's really cute so cute and he tells her like i need you you're my right hand person i'm gonna probably need you like 24 7 and she was like okay like she just like 
she, every joke she made, she would like look to him. I I rooted for them, but also I hope she's in a better place now. Like, and I want to live, but like managing. Yes, but probably in another salon. <laughs> We're not working for him, or maybe working for him and happy. Who knows? Or maybe she has her own salon now. She might. I bet all right. those women do. I hope so. They all deserve more. So then Jonathan, like Jen is like, no one's wearing name tags. What do I do? And he's like, we're not learning their names. I'll learn their names after I hire them. Yeah. So classic. So classic. He calls Nicole honey. Like he's like, great job, honey. And I was like, get the sexual harassment patrol in here. Like come in like, um, no, but he says, but he like, he separates the two groups and then goes and says, you're in or you're out except he said everyone did all the men basically it was a full a room full of men and a couple women you're out you're great but you're out and then he looks at it cold the blonde that he had that weird interview with and goes i need you to stay though i need to, i need to do some stuff for you first i need to talk to you for a little bit so they nobody checked with nicole if nobody was like are you okay do you need me to stay with you after that like someone should have checked in with nicole yeah because it was I- creep it was weird and then so then they pull her aside and he goes well i just want to say you're working for one of my best friends salons and i don't want to take you from them but like i want to make sure we keep this going like i just feel like this isn't the end for us <laughs> and i'm like I, so like, awkward it was like ah. can i can i do this can i take her from him and it was gross it, yeah, was, it was gross like, i'm not even sure nicole can cut hair like i hope she was a plant she might have been a plant. They might have done that to make, we got to create a love buzz for this guy because that's what it was back then. Love, you know, was it. And I bet, I bet people were rooting for them. Yeah. I bet people were like, oh, they are cute together, actually. The way that he kind of like slithers onto her body while they're supposed to be having a professional interview. I like that. <laughs> it's really comforting and it makes me feel good about myself that I'm worthy of, all, I'm worthy of my brain. I wish a man who was wearing more spray tanner than I've ever seen in a whole, like on a whole group of people would snuggle up to me in that way in a professional setting. So then he tells, he tells the like other group, like you're hired. Pink hair girl obviously is there. She's so cool. Yeah. Her name is Um, Kira, I think. Right. Kira. Kira. Sure. Kira. Kira. Um, and he tells Brandon, like, no more jokes. Like, I'm going to hire you, but no more jokes. He likes to take that hard line with Brandon, like, which is the same voice that I take with, like, my cats. Like, yeah. I'll be like, don't get on the counter. You know? Yeah. He kept telling Brandon not to get on the counter. Um, and then they all celebrate with champagne. Everybody has glasses, and he drinks out of the bottle. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick that up. I missed that part. Oh, I was probably, like, looking on Instagram for his picture, which I tried to find. <laughs> Um, yeah, the show is just full of beautiful visual moments. Well, then they cut to him, Brandon, going to this a restaurant in Beverly Hills with his like Italian huge family, like 35 people saying, By the way, I get hired at Beverly Hills at a hair salon. Like, at first he walks in, everybody cheers for him, and I was like, <laughs> What the fuck? Like, if I was in this restaurant, I'd be like, What's happening? And then he stands up in front of the whole family and toasts himself for getting hired at the salon and then he says let's does he tell his family to party i think he does i think he does but i'm just like what for you know originally i was looking down and i thought it was jonathan his party and i thought it was jonathan coming in because i had i was looking down writing notes and i looked up and i was like this is for brandon this is for brandon why he just got hired at a job like i mean his family knows he's a fucking serial killer who has like yeah. a whole creepy warehouse they're like well maybe he'll stop 
bringing home all those crazy souvenirs. God, I was like, okay, cool. When he toasted himself, I yeah. this show is unhinged. It's yeah. unhinged. It's totally also, unhinged. All but these last few scenes are shot in blazing daylight. Yes. If they were having dinner, they were having dinner on the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like it was never- definitely like either 10 a.m. when they before everything opened, or like in the yeah, in the morning, basically. It's like just- it looks like the sun is rising straight into these restaurants. It's very weird. It's really weird. Like slap a curtain over that window. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> so wild then we cut to um when he calls nicole and he calls her by his pool i don't know where they are are they at his house a pool and he's wearing a full once again a full blazer but like leaning next to a column at his pool or someone somewhere and holding like a jack and coke or something (laughs) he's like are you so i'm calling because you know and then she goes, you're hungry. He goes, yes, I'm hungry. Let's meet somewhere. I'll meet, I'll pick you up. And I'll tell you, we're going to, before we get there, I'm going to tell you. I didn't understand that because he wasn't picking her up. I wrote RIP Nicole. Yeah. Like <laughs> if a man says, let's go to dinner, I'm not going to tell you where we're going. And you've never gone out with him before, except to have a creepy morning encounter at a, um, at a diner and to be sexually harassed at his workplace. I say, don't go. Yeah. I, you know, I say, you don't, Nicole, you don't need that. And we don't know if Nicole lives or dies because we don't see her again in this episode. <laughs> we don't see her in this episode, no. We don't see them going on the date, which I kind of wanted to see, but... I want to see. I think we'll yeah. still see it. If okay. we keep watching, I think we'll see it. But I also think, like... um, n- I lost my train of thought, but I I, I think we'll <laughs> see more of them for sure. Unless but- this pilot was filmed, like, six months in advance, which they do, and then they start a pickup where they left off, and she might be already out of the picture. I think because of what we see at the, I think the cliffhanger, we're at least going to see the next day, but you're right. We might then like pop back up when the salon is buzzing. Right. Um, So then Kate Bosworth comes back again. And I was like, okay, he's dating Kate Bosworth. Why is she in it twice? I, see, I didn't see the first, for some reason, I didn't see the beginning of it. The, the one episode I got was like all black. It looked like it was a cut from the producers, the one that I got, that I saw on YouTube. Maybe, so maybe you missed the little thing, but there's like a scene at the beginning where he's cutting Kate. It's it's like either under a VO or under music. Uh, okay. And he's cutting Kate Bosworth's hair. And she's clearly like at a photo shoot. Like he's cutting her hair, like fixing it while she's like at a photo shoot. Right. And then she comes back. And I was like, Kate Bosworth, you don't need to be on the show. Again, in the blazing sun, it's hot as all hell. And And he's like, I wouldn't leave. So he's already like stalking around his salon, like trying to make all the construction workers work faster. And also we didn't talk about this, but at the beginning when he goes into the West Hollywood studio, he like screams, hola, que paso? At like a worker who's like sweeping up hair. And it's just like, I think yeah. that he was in, like, I think he's trying to be likable. Every time he tries to be likable, he's. You feel it not. You feel icky and sticky. Oh, yeah. It's sticky and it's not hairspray, my friend. No. It's gross. <laughs> no. It's gross. <laughs> so then, like, he's like making all these guys do stuff. And then he gets a call and it's Kate. And he's like, oh, for Kate, 
I guess I'll leave. Even though he wasn't doing anything, he was just being annoying to them. So she comes to his new salon and he hugs her. And then he's like, we have to go ask one of our neighbors if we can borrow their sink. I'm going to walk in here and, and be like, shampoo. hey, I'm the guy who just opened the biggest salon you've ever seen. Can I use your sink? And he walks into the salon. The other owner seems so nice. Yeah. It's just he sort of g- like, you sure? He gives her the shampoo and the sink because of Kate Bosworth. Because that's what he says. Like, oh, who's going to say no to you and me? Ha ha ha. We'll meet the neighbors this way. Competition. It's like, well, that's, I mean, uh, he's helping you out. I, also, why didn't you just go to the West Hollywood one? Well, I mean, it's LA. It's 45 minutes away by car. That's true. Everything is fun. And Kate Bosworth has just appeared in front of him on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also thought it was like very, um, funny when he was like i don't care if bush is calling i'm not leaving this place oh it's kate bosworth though i guess i'll leave and that reminded me that george w bush was president and like i hope that the next president isn't the absolute worst piece of shit you know like i hope we don't cycle through and have an i i just hope you know but i'm glad bush isn't president anymore and i don't care if he paints his knees yeah (laughs) i have not won over by the fact that michelle obama had to give him a candy so he sat still Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, so then he's like back in his salon being like, oh, guys, work. And then he gets a call from his sister, Nicole. And I would like to say- No, Robin, Robin. R- Robin Anton, excuse me. Thank you. I, yes. I wrote down I, I wrote down Robin, but Nicole, I'm thinking, because she was the front, front woman of the Pussycat Dolls, yeah. but his sister, Robin Anton, is the founder of the Pussycat Dolls. And I was like, how and- did I not know that? I thought I would have known that. I had no idea. Okay, well, I was not prepared to see her because I didn't realize that the, that in pilots in 2004, every famous person you can find is in them in right. one episode. But like, I was speaking to my therapist <laughs> earlier today and I was like, yeah, I like watched most of Blow. I didn't need to like watch the last few minutes before we record our podcast. And she was like, oh, he's, he's Robin Anton's brother. And I was like, oh yeah oh yeah and then she was like I always got a really weird vibe from them and I think we're gonna see more of that in the show I think so I mean Robin I mean you know I was in a girl group forever and Robin was like I mean because we looked at the we saw the girls that they were working because for a show at the Viper Room and he's like okay I'll do anything for my sister because I'll do something for Kate he won't do something for Bush but I'll do something for his sister in the middle of this huge construction work and And if the because if the pussycat dolls are in town but they got it wasn't haircut. But back then it wasn't Nicole. It wasn't any of the ones we knew. It was people that we had it was a dancing group. It wasn't the singing group back then. I feel like in 2004 the Pussycat dolls were already but I maybe not. I think so, because I'm trying to think when Buttons came out. I think that was our first one. I was just thinking, I was hearing buttons in my head. Um, because I know that when I used to do dances to buttons with the girl group that I was in, we'd do we'd make up choreography and be sexy. Like we'd try to be sexy. Um, um, I don't know. So oh like, God. I Googled, I Googled, when did buttons come out? And <laughs> the, the answer is the 13th century. Cause it just tells you when buttons were invented. <laughs> oh, Google, you don't know us that well, do you? So buttons, the fastener was invented in the 13th century. <laughs> 
the song buttons was released in 2005. So okay. they were about, about to be because they probably filmed this in like late 2003 or like yeah. early 2004. So wow. Nicole maybe had, cause Nicole was, they did, they showed some bodies of people. Like maybe Nicole was very like, I don't know if she was kind of a diva. Maybe they didn't want to see her face during a reality show or something. I mean, also it's like, <clears throat> they weren't really there to show faces. They were there to show hot bodies, mm-hmm. including his own sister wearing lingerie while he's cutting their hair. And like, I get that he's a professional. I have a brother. I I don't, we don't have that dynamic where I would be asking him to do me a favor while I'm wearing lingerie, but they seem like a showbiz family. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. It's a random, it's just a random like connection that I, that's like, he's a celebrity hairstylist and she's somehow, I don't know what her, I know she's the, the, the owner, the developer, but like how she got so much money to do all this. It's a lot of money well, to have a brother. Their brother is a producer. So if the three of them are all successful in Hollywood, some family member is like, they come yeah. from money, no no question they come right. from money. And then someone is connected in their yeah. family. That's probably true. That probably makes sense. Cause I was just like, holy moly. Like but. they seem like hard workers once again. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to denigrate their hard work, but Lord knows they didn't start from scratch. These are not self-made. Yeah. They were all kind of all given a nice little silver spoon to Mm -hmm. eat off of. Mm -hmm. And God bless them. I'd pick it up off the floor after they finished. Me too. Give me that spoon. Give me that rusty ass spoon. Give it to me. Yeah. I want the spoon when it's rusty. So then (laughs) he leaves his sister wearing lingerie and goes back to the salon. The electrician looks like shit. He looks so bad. He's like, he's like, I'm sick. I've been sleeping in the alley for four days. You and know, then they just do a quick cut of him asleep in the alley. Because like I guess they've been working guy. around the clock. Yes, because and, because um, Jonathan is like, we need this done by, you know, whatever, whatever. But And so these people literally, this guy looks like he's got circles under his eyes. It looks like he has COVID. It looks like he's dying. It looks I like was he's like, dying. Does he have a heroin problem? <laughs> I'm convinced every person on the show has a substance abuse issue. <laughs> like, I, um, I was just like, something is bad. And then immediately they were like, he's been sleeping in the alley for four days. And I was like, oh God, like this is, get OSHA in here. Like Beverly Hills, you don't see that. <laughs> no, I bet. So not. It, I was very like, and, and Jonathan just didn't blink an eye. He said, he said that. And then like, we go, we see him like expecting, th- inspecting things in his, his wall that he's going to be cutting at isn't up to par. He's like, I need more mud here. I need more of this. Not he like, this guy is dying in the corner. Painting thing. Yeah. You guys got to do this. Also imagine walking up to somebody who looks that sick now and being like, you sick, man. <laughs> Like, don't touch me. they were so close to each other i was like why are you so close he's dying because jonathan anton cannot get sick i'm telling you right now that man has like that that man is doing things to his body he can't get sick no he can't he can't if he's he probably- gets sick he's like i don't even get sick i'm a dude man <laughs> look at my dick look um, at my dick i can't get sick <laughs> look at my dick it's in a woman i obviously can't get sick so <laughs> Then, um, then there's like a lot of time where he's got his hands deep in his pockets and it's midnight and the contractor's like, Hey, we're like in a really good place for two days out, but you have hair appointments at 10 AM tomorrow, 10 hours from now, we're not going to be there. And Jonathan was like, well, what's, what's it going to look like at 10 AM? And he was like, it's going to look like this. 
Well, because originally, because the guy, the electrician who has the lighting, they had given the wrong wiring. And so you see Jonathan cuss out the electrician or the wire, oh. the wire guy on the, on the phone and the guy hangs up on him and, and Jonathan's like, I paid you and you're hanging up on me, leaving a message. I paid you $7,000. And it's like, I don't know if $7,000 is enough money for somebody to open their flip phone at midnight and scream into it at me. He held that flip phone out. Like he, I, I like, it was impressive. Yeah, it was pretty good. The grip that he had on that flip phone. And then he did call him back. Did he get those fixtures? I bet not. I bet you he did not. Not that night. No, I I don't know when. Jonathan calls Kim. It's 1 a.m. He told her 24-7, and this is part of the 24. Yep. He calls her. He says, I need you to cancel all the clients for tomorrow. We're not going to be ready. And I wasn't clear, is that the party? The party is at night, I'm guessing. I think the part, well, though he called Kimberly to cancel his 10 a.m. appointments. Right. And then I don't know if he's called the InStyle girl yet. I think the party is that night. So they have, like, at this point, they probably have, like, 20 hours yeah wow. maybe i don't know it's it, it seems like we because that's when it kind of like ends there kind of was like and then the next and then all of a sudden it goes to next on this season oh my god and we immediately are in a fashion show yeah and jonathan says i love a fashion show and like this is a moment where he could be professional and not disgusting and say like, it's a really cool challenge. I love turning over so many people all at once. And instead he says, get me in there with those 30 bunny rabbits. And Mm. I, I, I had to peel it off my skin. Yeah. (laughs) I put it back on, but I had to peel it off. I was so disgusted. It was so gross. I was like, Oh God here. And I, I had to hear sexual shit. So many women, sexual shit. Oh my God. I wrote my notes. Just nonstop, nonstop womanizing, just nonstop. And the preview for this season is like five minutes long. It's the longest preview I've ever seen in my life. And we kind of understand that the show is going to be like, obviously Jonathan Anton centric, but also like, we're going to get into the drama of all of the people. Someone fucks Brandon, right? Like no question. Well, Brandon's being all disgusting and like rubbing up on women at the the front desk. I remember seeing, I was like, Oh no. Well, he is just like a young Jonathan. He is. You were a hundred percent right. Um, Oh God. It's just, it's going to be a nightmare. I feel like it's not a nightmare. It's going to be a fun circus of things that um, we, we used to experience back in the day when we were young and we're still very young by the way um but yeah, like, um, we're still young but the world has gotten a little more mature we're more grateful yes. for that yes we like are. this i this is the best show i have ever seen <laughs> i have not been this entertained by a show in so long it's good i'm, I'm really happy we found out i'm sad we only have three episodes we don't uh, maybe, have maybe maybe there's more. I'm gonna dig through bravo.com. Like okay. And surely Andy Cohen can help us. Andy Cohen, if you're out there, please help little podcasts like us. Please, we're <laughs> tiny and we're such fans. We love fan. to partner. I'd I'd actually die to partner with Andy Oh Cohen. my god, how fun would that be? Mm-hmm. So much fun. After the pandemic, maybe we could bartend on Watch What Happens Live, and you <gasps> actually know how to bartend, and I can just sort of be an assistant, a bar back, if you will. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Okay, great. I'll tell Andy, hey, once choir is over, have us in <laughs> to be the bartenders. We'd love to be the guests, but we'll take bartender. Yeah, we'll take whatever. We'll take whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll get all the episodes. We'll get all the seasons. 
blowout. And we'll get all the seasons of blowout. And we, like, I, I just feel like where we're headed, like, we're doing full penetration by the end. Like, it's, like, such a sexual show from a disgusting person. And mm-hmm. that is, like, that's a, oh, it's a great genre of reality yeah. TV. It really is. If Brett Michaels got his haircut on this show, like the masculinity, the amount of like forced testosterone would cause the Beverly Hills salon to crumble to the ground. Yep. Oh yeah. I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. Let's make that happen. Come on, Brett Uh, Michaels, get on the season. Oh, come on, Brett Michaels, go to the past. (laughs) I don't think, I also don't think Brett would let his hair be done on camera because like did we watch Rock of Love together? Okay, this is actually maybe a fight that we've had then. Because, like, he did one time take off his bandana and he has, like, wispy bangs, which someone could argue is a lace front because it's easier to cover yes. a wig if you I have don't remember, bangs. I don't remember seeing him with his thing off, but he, but even when they were, like, in the pool or, like, naked you know what I don't, I don't know if there's naked but like he always has a bandana on I'm sh- and always this is eyeliner um tattooed on by the way do we know that probably uh, that would make sense to mm-hmm. me like Brett Michaels doesn't strike me as somebody who's like very good at taking his makeup off at night so like if it's just on there that it's makes perfect. a lot of sense yeah, yeah. It, it's always perfect a nice thick lower <laughs> lower lid or uh, eyeliner lid is mm-hmm. that a thing? Eyeliner lid? It's a uh, little, sure. It's a yeah. cap. It's yeah, it's a cap. It's actually a cap. So like, <laughs> you know, like it's just sort of a little rubber thing that he just like onto both of his eyelids every morning. And he's like, You're looking great, Brett. Look at hot. Look at this. Dandy. I also obviously attracted to Brett Michael. I know like, you are. I <laughs> it's I'm not proud of it, but I'm not gonna live in the shadows. <laughs> Be proud of it. What is he up to now? Have you seen it? Have you seen him recently? Is he I can't still follow the same? up with him. I can't after my attraction for him runs from Rock of Love, Rock of Love to Rock Bus of Love. Um and then when he got hit in the face at the Tonys. I don't um wait what did he get I don't remember this. He okay, so Rock of Ages was nominated. I saw Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. It's a fun I like show. the Rock of Ages. Yeah, it's a fun show. I saw in Vegas. Ooh, I bet that was really fun. It was really fun. One of my friends was the lead guy. Whoa! Constantine Morales was the lead mm-hmm. here. And Ooh. you want to talk about another toxically masculine guy. That dude mm-hmm. is that's an Anton. Um, so he Poison performed their song from Rock of Ages at the Tonys. Oh. And Brett was like strutting around the stage and you know that he'd been given his marks. I am sure that this was not an accident, but those those backdrops come down <gasps> fast and hard oh, in no. transition. So he finished the the like curtain, but it's not a curtain, it's a it's a backdrop, but it's a in the yes. part of the stage comes down and hits him right on the face mm. and he falls on his ass. It broke his nose. So I have empathy for him in that moment because I'm sure it hurt. But that was when I was like, don't don't follow up on this. Like there's nothing else good where your attraction to Brett Michaels goes. So like, don't look into it. Further. Okay. So just you the know? 2006, 2007 version of him. Yeah. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't want to know if he's a Trump supporter, you know, like it, that's the danger with. Yeah. Yeah. And I so he like, is. I, like, I don't want to know if he stormed the Capitol. I just sort of <laughs> want to be like generally attracted to him and how rude he was to women in his house. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. So, okay. 
Well, let's keep it there and make sure that 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 little perfect Brett Michaels memory is for you and for you alone. Yeah, please, furries, don't <laughs> soil the memory of Brett Michaels for me, please. It's actually really crucial. Oh my God, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Every rose has his thorn. And for me, that thorn is when Brett Michaels got hit in the face at the Tonys. <laughs> oh my God. That's too um, good. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we hope to listening. do more of these recaps. Yes. And if you guys have shows that are about hair and you want us to recap it, please let us know. We're thinking about doing a couple, just a new series, a new series of like recapping hair shows and what we think about it and gossip, you know. Gossip. That's all we want. As we do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Growing Out the Pod. If you want to tell us your hair stories, email us at growingoutthepod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at growingoutthepod. Have a great day. And remember, exfoliation is the enemy of ingrowns. Growing Out the Pod.